So anyway, welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 53. Hmm. So this week I learned an important lesson about life. No, you didn't. I did. No, guaranteed you didn't. I did. I learned that if a place sells you something that contains pure mercury, you shouldn't order it and drink it. No, you shouldn't drink mercury. That's No, 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 no. I'm saying you can drink mercury. People drink no. silver. No. no. No, you don't drink mercury. Wait. Mercury is poisonous. Mercury is the one you don't drink. No metal in general gold? should be drank. Yeah, especially gold. Really? Gold's very dirty. Oh. So but I drink mercury a ton of mercury, and I do not remember Saturday mercury night. Mercury is a poison. Do not remember Saturday night. Although they used to drink it to get high in the 18th century. That's why that guy was selling it mm. in the toilets. Of but the... it will kill you. Also, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes it's marked with Rohypnol. It's like to throw people off. Oh, right. So that you don't look weird drinking it. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to be drinking mercury in the club. That's not cool. That's not what... Yeah, that's date raping. Cool. That's a good way to... I made out with some hideous women thing. on Friday. Uh, Saturday. No, I guarantee you didn't learn any lessons. Horrendous women. I was very drunk and okay. they were probably quite forceful. I don't remember any of it, but apparently I was quite funny, so... Well done. What's that <laughs> about you being worried about, um, you know, being a bit of a teenager? Uh I'm bottoming out right now, and my six-year relationship ended. So you know what I'm doing in my life? I'm having fun. Being a teenager. Yeah. No, it's not being a teenager. Yeah, yeah, it's how yeah. I was when I was 22. Ah, so just after your teens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Stop it, Anne. I'm delicate and broken. Yeah. I was in love just two weeks, three weeks ago. Oh, you still got Tom. I love Tom, but it's yeah, not you the still same. got a kitten. I can't have sex with Tom. I can have sex with hideous women. I just don't feel good about it. Thanks for starting the podcast off like that. I needed to vent to someone. I've got no one else in the house to talk to except for Tom, and he gets sick of my shit so quickly. Okay, talk to Tom. It's fine. Do you want to tell people what Crit Apocalypse is? Because you've wasted two minutes. Crit Apocalypse is a bi-weekly podcast in which we discuss media and fangs. It can be anything that we've watched or enjoyed during the week, or even hated, if we really need to vent, like I just did. Right now it's Ant's turn first, so let's hear from Ant. Ant, what's up? You want to peak the audio as much as possible. What's up, Ant? That's a little bit better. In West Philadelphia. Right, okay. So I've got to decide the order I'm reviewing things this <laughs> week. For a second, I thought you were going to do a deep... Uh, 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 what was it? Um, deep Let, Horizon? Let's What's start the, off with an oldie. What was the What was the film in which Sam Neill pulls his, pulls his eyes out? Event Horizon. Event Horizon. I he doesn't need do his eyes horizon. anymore. Well, yeah, because he can see into yeah, the other dimension. Everything. Yeah, Anyway, I'm going to start with an older thing to review. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. My sadness. No, Rick and Morty Season 2. I already reviewed this. No, okay, it doesn't matter what you oh. review. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, I got around to Rick and Morty season two finally because <sighs> they put it on Netflix, which was nice of them, wasn't it? It's really nice of them to put it on Netflix. Yeah, great. Yeah. They couldn't hear that. You need to be talking towards the mic. Oh, do I, Anne? Yeah. Does yeah. it even matter anymore? Yeah. My opinions don't matter to anyone. <laughs> yeah. But um, Rick and Morty season two, continuing the trend of it being really good, isn't it? What are you looking at now? Cube. Cube? Oh, that'll come relevant later. You don't have Cube later. 2. No, because you don't have Cube terrible. 0. Because they're awful. No, look, right. Cube 2 is Hypercube. You mean Cube, Hypercube, yeah. Anyway, Rick and Morty is um, continuing its science fiction craziness while There's doing loads of nice this. little thematic stories about life. There's some spoilers in this, this chapter yeah, list. Yeah, I like the bit where the girl says, holy cats. That's my favourite yeah, bit I think that's Yeah, I think that's chapter 10. Yeah, Worth's confession. Maybe. But... Rick and Morty is really good still. And it's on Netflix now, so people in the UK can watch it. 
which we couldn't do before because it wasn't on any bloody channels, which was stupid. Yeah, people couldn't watch it. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, unless you're pirating it, like some sort of pirate person. Look, right, shut up. Just because my name's Blackbeard doesn't mean I'm a pirate. Your name's not Blackbeard. Your name's Klaus. No, it's Jennifer. You're a Santa. I'm so sad and broken inside. You're related to Santa. I'm Stop. so sad and broken inside. But that's not... I need someone to come and look relevant. after me. No. Someone from the internet, come look after me. Please, anyone. Just type in Guildford ex- Escorts or I ordered something. a litre bottle of Kraken rum. Why am I doing this? Oh, yeah. So is there any point in me reviewing... No, keep going. No. What was your favourite episode? Well, season two. I like that one with the thing... Oh, what episode was it? The ones where they frigging... Um, you throw me off now. The last episode's really good, actually. The last episode's excellent. Yeah. But, um... Jerry yeah. got a job. The one where they um, leave Jerry in the um, frigging <laughs> daycare centre. They go to Blips and Chips. Yeah. They and go Roy. to Blips and Chips and then play yeah, the game and everything. Yeah, Roy! <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's a really good show. And I want season three now, but it's not going to be on Netflix for like a year, is it? It yeah. starts in America in a couple of weeks. Yes, it does. Yeah, I can't wait. I want to watch it. I want to watch it all now. You but, want to watch it all now? Yeah. You want to watch everything now? The thing is, like, not until you finish that time machine. There's more episodes of Rick and Morty for the next series as well. It's there are twelve episodes instead yep. of ten, which yep. would be nice. I hope there's um, more swears. Would you say that Rick and Morty season two is better than season one? Uh, maybe. Yeah, they're both really good. Just, just consistent. Your ass, sucker, it's let consistent. me see what you got. Oh, um, they sing the songs for the whole. My favorite episode of yeah. this season is the imaginary parasite, brain parasite, the alien parasites. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they don't. Know and um, the only way that you can tell if someone's if someone's real or not yeah. is if you've got bad memory of them. Mm-hmm. And Jerry's and um, Jerry's and uh, Beth's is incredible. Where Jerry runs to the car and the crackhead's chasing him with a broken bottle, and he's holding onto the bag of shopping. He gets inside. Mm-hmm. He's like unlocking the door. And he goes, "There's not enough time." <laughs> and she just has to run away from this crackhead with a glass bottle. Well, that was amazing. Um, also, the um, the episode where um, where. Uh, God, what is her name? Summer is left in the car, left yeah, not yeah. in the spaceship, and um, the policeman comes up, and he's and he's got the gun pointed at the spaceship, and she's like, "No, don't kill anyone else, you know, just use some other defensive measures." And they're like, "Okay, initiating other defensive measures," and it pops that egg out, and it has his dead son inside, a yeah. clone of his dead son. And he goes, "Daddy, don't, don't go for the spaceship." What's that, son? What's that? Oh my God! It starts melting in his arms. That's incredible. Yeah. I just fucking loved it. I pissed myself laughing, especially the darker humour, like the uh, the microverse. Yeah, that's the, the whole that's idea. That episode. Yeah, yeah. whole idea. Going to the microverse, excellent. and he's getting him to power his yeah. car. Because uh, they're powering yeah. my powering my car battery. Yeah. Um, um, the purge episode. Yeah. And purge feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good show. That it's like it's weird that it's like been so successful everywhere but in the UK they're still just not showing it on mm. TV <laughs> it's weird that they've released both seasons in in quick su- succession here yeah, on, Netflix. on Netflix yeah like it kind of get, it kind of gives me the idea that they are going to buy it for Netflix UK so next time it'll be like hopefully it'll like better fucking come and dawn. show it every week yeah that'd be nice yeah but yeah Rick excellent. and Morty on Netflix you've got no excuse watch it do you know what it's on Netflix now what Cowboy Bebop in HD yeah, but I've got the Blu-rays and they look so yeah, much better. But the Blu-rays are expensive. No, they weren't. They were like 20 quid for the complete series. If you get some cheap knockoff website, maybe. No, I don't Amazon. Know. And that's where I got Parasite the Maxim, the first mm. first part of the series for £6. Whatever, it still costs more. And I got... I got watch um, it on Netflix. I got all of the first half of um, Full Metal Alchemist mm. for uh, £8 on Blu-ray. Mm. Brotherhood. Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, I like Full Metal Alchemist. I watched all of the original series. I haven't watched Brotherhood yet. I'm going to get on it. Get on it, you... Toss. Look, right, don't say get on it too many times because it's kind of like Beetlejuice. I will just become drunk and make out with something. Let's review something then. 
That's what you can do. You can help people by reviewing okay. things. No, no, hey, hey, I'm Keeping hey, an eye to make hey, sure hey, they're having fun. Only I'm allowed to look at it. Okay, you just carry on doing that then. Well, I love these people. Um, anyway, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, my first review this month, this week, this thing, is going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Cardinal Smith said he was joining us. In Hood. But he's not the, in the chat here, why? so I think he's gone to my channel again. Why? What? I'm just, you know, just saying Colin Smith's probably gone to my channel instead of yours again. Well, <laughs> did you share it on your channel and embed it? I hosted it. Oh, there you it's go. So anyway, uh, yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, Rejiggered, HD, all that shit. Um, so a bunch of jiggers, that is. Racist. Um, um, it's good. I'm trying to get a job in it's... Trump's cabinet. <laughs> Do they call it a cabinet in America? I don't know. I he's hired a white nationalist. Anyway, you carry on with Modern Warfare Remastered. Oh god, the world just got a little bit darker. Um, all right, so uh, Modern Warfare. If you if you played it ten, eight years ago, six years ago, seven. I think years it is ago. ten years ago, isn't it? If you played it when it was originally released, you're not no, going to find anything ago. new yeah. here. Yeah, that's that's the secret to this. But if I don't you, know. they've redone the, um, they've put a whole bunch of modes in from. They've added little details that have come across so they uh, from other games, but they haven't changed anything drastically. It's still no. the same mechanics and everything. Yeah, but, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, because it's a good game. Exactly. And one thing you will notice... Good maps. Yeah. One thing you will notice going from um, Infinity Warfare, which I'm going to review later, to this, is just how much less is more. Mm. I keep saying this. Every year that a Call of Duty game is released, I buy it because I get them for stupidly cheap. I get them stupidly cheap, and I buy them. And I paid only £20 for this. So getting Modern Warfare... G2A... Stolen no, keys. Getting yeah. Modern Warfare alone for twenty quid would be worth it. Yeah, but Infinity Warfare is like a little bit of icing. I didn't really want that. I just wanted this. Um, so I played it a bunch. We played it together. We did a stream, and it yeah. feels like it's like going home. It's great. It's just being back in that place. You know the maps. You understand. It takes you a little while, maybe, to get used to where you are yeah. or how everything looks. But as soon as you're in there, boom, straight yeah. back into it. No back wall running. MP5 with a silencer. Yeah, and um, and it feels great. It's really, really good, really good. And all it is is story and multiplayer. There doesn't. What's been happening more and more with Call of Duty as time has gone on is it's all if, games, man. AAA games have to have everything. Yeah, they're just full of everything. And then when but, they get to a new generation, they're like, oh shit, how do we yeah, do it now? Add more in. Add more in, guys. Um, what I want, all I want, is the next Call of Duty to learn from this and just be story or. Just throw the fucking story out the window and do like a zombies mode. Just have zombies and multiplayer. Mm. And have the zombies come with like four la- like levels and then have multiplayer. Utilise those levels as well so you don't need to have as many assets. And then have multiplayer levels as well. And have it so that if you want to play zombies you can have bots. And you can unlock perks for your bots. And then your bots can play in place of people if you want to play single player. You get what I mean? I'm producing a game for you here EA. Make this. Is it EA. No, it's Activision, Activision. you mongoloid. Just take these ideas. Look, they're yours. They're free. They're in the internet. Just And what you can do is, if you want to um, if you want to be really clever and have a little bit of fun, keep the download content separate. Have a season pass for multiplayer for like £15, and then have a season pass for the for the single no. player. No, you could. I don't want season pass. Yeah, because no one wants 40 quid's worth of content. They're you just made it 40 quid. Have a season pass. You just made it 40 quid. What do you mean? But adding season pass. Why? Because if you're buying the download content and you're buying the multiplayer and then the season pass, you made it like 40 quid or more. 
Wait, you... No, I'm talking about it'd still be a normal game. It'd still be the 40 quid game. It would just have zombies and multiplayer. There wouldn't be a story, because it doesn't need to be a story. Mm. And then, don't encourage them with season passes. Okay, well, maybe not like that then, but <laughs> if you want to make it so that the zombies mode feels more structured, have the, like, unlocking the bots, unlocking shit mm. like that, and then once you get to a certain score, you get a ticket, and it's like one entry into the next one, so it's a bit like a bit hacky, a bit fun, a bit B-movie, and just run with that. What the fuck are we still doing with a story? It's five and a half hours long that you spent millions of pounds, had all these cameos, and no one gives a shit. But you've got something like Modern Warfare, and people are still raving about the fucking training level, because you've got a cool little mini bit where you do 20 second runs through the mm. SAS course. People still try and do that. That's awesome. You've got the fucking boat level that I still remember, and I've got a memory like a fucking sieve right now because of the drinking and the brokenness. And you, you just, what are they mm. doing? But they've got to spend all the money. No, they don't. They don't. That's the thing. They don't have to spend all the money. They love spending. And now on to my next review, Evil Dead 2. No, <laughs> fucking kidding. Um, so I, I, Modern Warfare Remastered, I give it a solid, a very solid Julianne Moore. It just, it's refined. It's aged. It's classic. I want to fuck it a little bit. And I just, I really appreciate something that's simple as opposed to overcomplicated fucking X game style shit that doesn't need to be around. It's been 20 years since all that extreme shit passed by. You've got games like Sunset Over, Over, uh, Sunset Overview. What was it? Over? I don't know. I didn't play it. Sunset Overdrive? Sunset Overdrive was a game that took the piss out of everything you're doing and did it in such a gleeful, stupid way that it was fun. But what you're doing is you're sticking po-face to this idea that people are going to be fucking flipping in space and shooting each other with bullets. Ballistic weapons wouldn't work the same way. Uh, but uh, bullet guns are fire in space. We're not going to talk about Infinity Warfare yet. <laughs> going to talk about that later. Yeah, Modern Warfare but remastered. Julianne Moore, fantastic. I couldn't recommend it enough. If they release it on its own for forty quid, it'd probably still be worth it because I just fucking kind of love it. Yeah, if you want to spend money like that, you know, got to spend money to make money. Play Modern Warfare. Got to spend money and impress the ladies. I sold that one. I was just a little bit broken. I've got to do everything I can really to keep myself happy, including buy a liter of. Your review, Ant. Um, oh, God, I've got to think of a f- another thing to review, because I know the other two, but I've got to think of a third thing now. I'm like, Jesus. Um, I've been play. I played for a few hours and then got bored of The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Hey! On, on PS4. It's on PlayStation Plus. Well. I've no idea if it's a new game. You know, it's sometimes not. when they chuck a new game out and it's, it's free. It's not. Um, or not. But um, basically, it's sort of an action-y game, and it's framed as if you're watching a movie with a director's commentary on. And so it's got all these little sort of B-movie style elements to it. It's meant to be a B-movie, a 1950s B-movie. Yeah. So when you see dinosaurs and aliens and stuff in it and monsters, they're all like stop motion animated. So they've got less frames going on in their animations. It's all jerky and stuff, which is kind of a neat thing. Um, what are you looking at? You're watching that video that Ducks shared. Yeah. Which is no use. Podcast, man. Podcast. Yep. Got to be kinetic. It's yeah. all on the but screen. They, um, yeah, it's like framed as a movie... And you're working your way up a tower to get to the boss at the top. There's some sort of bad guy. There's a princess character. There's your main guy. She's an alien princess, but she looks like a regular sexy woman because, of course, she was a 1950s B-movie. And there's a robot thing. It looks like, you know, the robot from the original Lost in Space and all that. Yep. Um, and you're Johnny working your way up the tower. No, Johnny Five's short circuit. You I know, but I'm saying Johnny Five's in question mark like Johnny Five. No. Did you see the new Lost in Space? Yeah. With Gary Oldman? I went to see the cinema, LeBlanc. man. It's a classic. I actually Cinematic like that movie. Film. There's a bit yeah. where Matt LeBlanc's assembling a gun. He's going like 700 credits. And all, I, all I bought was some 
can't even remember now. Pretty fun though. Mm. Beef and yeah. banana. Um, That's gross. This deadly tower of monsters um, has a nice thing where, like, as you're going up the tower, you can see where you've been, which I think is a nice idea in a game when you can see how far you've travelled and everything. You know, like how in some games you can, like, you know, if you've gone for a long journey in Skyrim or something, you can look back and see the the mountains you've come from or something in the distance. And this is like you're working your way up, so you look down, you can see all the levels and platforming you've done before. Yeah. Um, the sometimes it's a bit crazy. What is it? Is it playing up? Hmm. That'd be fine. But um, that might be just us. But yeah. yeah, it's like that's quite neat that you can see all the way down to the ground and everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to jump down. You can dive off the top. And sort of guide down sometimes there's rings to fly through the only thing that comes up with it is that it's framed as if you're watching a movie and it sticks really rigidly to this whole you're watching a movie stop it yeah sticks really rigidly to the whole you're watching a movie yeah but this movie's like what six hours long or something like it constantly the director's talking the whole way through it like it is a film and not a game like the hobbit and like the camera's always above you so who shoots like a movie hobbit. like that like like it doesn't really Andy Warhol like this idea could have worked in something like an adventure game like framing it like a movie maybe Peter an adventure Jackson. game could work with it. don't just say names but no both of those people have made very long movies it was nothing to do with Andy Warhol made like a do seven do hour long film didn't he nothing to do with any of that oh but you said who makes a film like that I mean with the camera shooting from above Andy Warhol like, probably would anyway shut it okay but it's like they framed it as a movie but it's not cinematic in the slightest Oh. It just has the trim, the, the, like the trimmings of cinematic stuff. Like where it's going, oh, there's a VHS filter over the screen and a bit of chromatic aberration and like flying things are attached to strings and stuff. That's quite cute. It's Yeah, it's a nice little thing, but it's weird that they've made it... Like they could have given it a 1950s B-movie vibe, but then not pretended you're watching a film. They could have done it through different times yeah. of horror, because horror's been present in cinema since It's one forever. of these things where the director's a hack, and he's basically just throwing in every cheap effect he can get well, hold what I mean, of. Because like, imagine how much fun you could have if it's the 50s, so it starts with Aliens, black and white, mm. then you go 60s, it starts off a bit funky, a bit weird, maybe a bit racist, you go to 70s, you get a bit more experimental, it gets a bit weird, again, space comes into it. Well, that's just 80s. they were making this film for 40 years. <laughs> but no, he could be making different films, it can follow the career of the director yeah. being a hack yeah why am I making games for these people why aren't they doing this you don't know how to code I could though mm. I know how to write my name in javascript well done I know how to write my name in english with letters hola me llamo Matt mm. anyway it's it's gameplay wise it's really basic you just smack things step on the right platform push a thing onto the right spot like the different characters don't have enough differences between them to make any one character worth playing over the other. This doesn't sound that complicated. It sounds a bit like me masturbating. Because you have to press the platform and then the rope comes down and then you move your foot off a little bit and then it goes up a bit. And then you... And then you're done. And then the robot comes out and cleans up. <sighs> There's no robot. It's you're a like mess. A child. <laughs> I am. I am. I just want to do two things. I want to touch myself and look at people. Not now. Not now. But anyway. Yeah. Um, it's alright if it's a free PS Plus game, give it a go. Yeah. But I don't know how much you should pay for it. Stop Five doing that. Because that makes noises and it comes out in the mic. You can't do anything anymore. Yeah, you just got to be quiet. Yeah. You're not my real dad. I know. I know. Leave is your dad. <gasps> anyway, your review. Hello. My next review is going to be a movie. Um... It is the equivalent of vanilla 
flavoured nothing. Uh, oh, I'm wearing shorts because I was going to go for a run, but then I realised we have to do the podcast, so I'm now just wearing shorts and a hoodie as if I'm going to go for a run. Um, I've even got plasters on my nips, but I won't show you that yet. Um, but anyway, I watched Netflix, 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 blop, 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 Netflix's new release, The True, The True Memoirs of an Assassination. Oh, Assassin. what the Paul Block? Kevin movie. James. Yeah. Kevin James has made a movie. Oh. Everyone, the King of Queens is back. It's really bad. Of course it is. It is so fucking That's got to be one of Adam Sandler deal ones, hasn't it? Yeah. From the music to the directing to the acting, everything has like this, just, it's it's monotone. It's just going along at this level. It never goes up or down. Like stuff explodes and everybody's still acting like, okay, what would an assassin do? And then like the music's going, it's like, never like goes, no, it's like, Oh, that's the Dark Knight soundtrack thing, isn't it? Yeah. Just... Oh, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of watching... Can't go too far. It's it's like if someone gave you gruel instead of soup. They said, oh, do you want some soup? And they gave you gruel. It's just flavourless. There's no salt. There's no pepper. There's no taste. It's just... You're, you're eating something. You know you're eating something. You're consuming something. But fucked if you know what the flavour's meant to be. Andy Garcia sleepwalks through it. The woman that he's... The woman that Kevin James is... is is um, is acting alongside they keep trying to introduce a romantic subplot but every so often you sort of look at it and go Kevin James is going to die very soon like his Hopefully. heart is not going to do well mm. for much longer and then she's just like she's fantastically beautiful she's an incredible looking woman she ain't no Leah Romini though is she his wife in King of Queens you must have watched King of Queens no oh, did you even mentioned King of Queens I know he was in it yeah because on IMDb. She's one of the few people who was a Scientologist who went, fuck this shit, and got out. Yeah, but they also started a bunch of rumours about her. Anyway, yeah, yeah. anyway, there's enough, she about asked about about there's enough about hack religions. Lady it's enough about them. fake religions. Let's get over this. All right, so anyway, um, ah, it just... It makes me angry that I felt nothing whilst watching it. I couldn't even feel anger because there's no... It's not like... I think they've learned not to be horrible about people that are gay and stuff like that anymore, and fat people. That's probably Netflix going, don't do that. Well, they didn't do that for the Magnificent Eight or whatever no. it was. They didn't, no, no, no. Uh, Magnificent, the, the the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, that's. They shit. didn't do it for that, and they didn't do it for the Do Over. They still had their racist, sexist jokes in the Do Over, and then with this, it's just I I never I never oh, what it took me two viewings. I fell asleep the first time, and then I finished watching it the next day. See, I wouldn't even bother restarting it. I had I've to. taken to muting the trailer as soon as it starts. I playing had on to finish it. I can't. I can't. I have to finish a film, and it's in such stark contrast that this million but million dollar budgeted massive piece of cinema is is complete contrast to the thing that I watched. Other than this, I'm going to review afterwards. And, and that oh, just makes me so angry because, again, it's to my point. This is being made over cinema by people like the fucking... Oh, just anyone making indie cinema right now. Look at the people that made Short Term 12. That film was made on a fucking shoestring budget and it is incredible. Room is another emotional, charged piece of cinema. And then what happens when you give millions of dollars to incompetent fucking boobs with no intelligence left in their brains and every single ounce of their heart filled with nothing but greed? They make the fucking do-over and the ridiculous six and this shit, this spiteful little shit, is just it's fucking useless. Oh... Right, Five stars. You're right, angry video game nerd. I'm not, no, because it's just, it's not even like I've prepared to be this angry. I just yeah. wanted to talk about the shitty movie, and when I think about it, it makes me fucking furious. 
Yeah. Ugh. But anyway. Um, cinematography, yeah. I give it... Well, no, not even that. Like, okay, so they set up stuff. There are... I'm going to I'm gonna say this now. What's the mise-en-scene like? <laughs> I'm going to talk about this now as if it was a comedy film. And I'm going to try and tell you one of the Isn't jokes. it a comedy film? I don't think so. That's the thing. <laughs> Oh, you're not sure? It's like, no, like yeah, an Adam Sandler film, like, you can't tell. I was trying to work out where there were jokes or where there were meant to be jokes. And, like, it, I, I think his publicist, some sometimes there's a joke she says, I think. Is it so like- he rings up and he goes, I'm about to die. If I do die, I've got another book. It's in my dresser. And she's like, she's like, oh, you are so method. What? Yeah. It's like, it's you haven't like, even oh, explained the plot to right people. Okay, he sorry. lies about being a, sorry, an assassin, no, doesn't no, he? No, no, Something no, like no. That. So Adam Sandler, what's the standard Adam Sandler plot? A man is friends with a man who's done impressive things. He says he's done those impressive things. It backfires. That's pretty much it. He's friends with this old bloke who used to be an assassin called The Ghost. And he went on all these amazing missions. And Kevin James writes about them and writes a book called The Memoirs of an Assassin. An international assassin, sorry. Yeah. He writes this book and he sells it to a publicist. A pub- publicist? Publishers, yeah. Um, sells it to a publisher, it's publicist who then releases it online on on um, on Amazon. Hmm. But she changes the title to the True Memoirs of an International Assassin. And upon loads of people reading this, they go, "Oh, there's no way he could know the details of this." And then they go and they crap, they capture him, and they go, "Oh, you're an assassin. You've got to kill the president for us." And at, at first, I thought, like, are they trying to do something smart here? Because there's like a triple cross going on. Hmm. So the president is. Do you playing... think to just say, "I'm not the assassin"? He I tries. wrote about he it. He tries, but they don't believe him because uh, he tries to prove it by telling them the truth. They don't believe him by looking at him. He tries to prove it. Well, like, Kevin James is his regular big self. Yeah. This isn't Here Comes the Boom, no, Kevin no, James. No, this isn't Kevin James as if he doesn't want to die at the age of 50. Yeah. Oh, my foot's well called. Um, anyway, so um, Kevin James, right, then tells the people, once he's kidnapped, he tells the people, he says, I'm not an assassin. You know how I know I'm not an assassin? Because the president of Venezuela wasn't killed with a gun. He was poisoned. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, only the assassin who did it knows, knows that because we told everyone he was shot. Only like three people know he wasn't. Now five or six, but I'm going to shoot these guys. Ha 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 ha. And they're like, all right, we're going to hire you to kill the president. And then the president's like, oh, I found out you're hired to kill me. And he wants him to kill a local drug dealer. The local drug dealer wants him to take out the freedom fighter, played by Andy Garcia, who initially kidnapped him. And you think to yourself, there's a little bit, of, like, there's just a little bit, it feels like it's a spy movie. And all the while, he's meant to be chased or he's meant to be shadowed by this guy named Juan, who is like an actual competent assassin. Like, he gets in places and he just sort of turns up and he's like, he's like, this is what you could do if you're a real assassin, but you're not. And, uh, and like, he's like, haha, I'm, I'm a waiter now. Ooh. And, um, and, why is Kevin James doing this? Who would... Uh, anyway, he's friends with Adam Sandler. Besides the point, besides the point. There's stuff set up in Adam which Kevin, Sandler looked at the script, went, oh, I don't want to do that one. The, Kevin James... And then Kevin James was like, I'll do it. Yeah, Kevin James is just like, oh, what's that you got in your and hand? And Rob Schneider was what's, like, I've got a reality TV yeah. show thing No, 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 Kevin James was like this. He was like, he was like Adam, Adam, what you got over there? He goes, oh, I've got a script for a movie. Would you Would you like to do it? He's like, he's like yes, feed me. Yes, feed me from your hands. Yes, master. Ah, mm. oh, so refreshing. Yes, I'll do the movie. Kevin James is like, he's got that whole Adam Sandler thing where the guy is capable of acting. Like, Here Comes the Boom's not a bad, like, film in, ten- the, in general. When it tries to be funny, it's all. Yeah, because that's the whole thing where they like they they went, oh, we've hired Kevin James, we need to put some jokes in it. Kevin James is a funny guy. But there's no, moments no, no, in it no, no, where no, it's like no, quite no. decent. The dude clearly worked out and trained and stuff to do it. Like, he put the miles in. 
And then he does stuff like this. Yeah. And Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 opens with a joke, though. And it, it's a quite funny one. Is it? Yeah, so Kevin James... Funny joke. Kevin James is recapping the events in between the first film and the second film. Somehow yeah. in the first film, he convinced a woman to marry him. Oh, and poor woman. The opening to the, opening to the new one is that... Um, he, she realised five minutes after marrying him that he's a useless sack of shit. She, 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 so she just fucked off. Oh, good. And then, and then he's he's getting picked up from the airport where his honeymoon's been cancelled by the fact his wife has left him immediately. <laughs> and and his his mum's coming over the road. She's like, "Oh, I'm here to pick you up." She gets hit by a fucking car and dies. Nice. <laughs> and then he just has to go home to his sad fucking life with only his daughter left to keep him company. And even she wants to fuck off to college. And <laughs> so fucking funny. And it just turns into a really shit film. Uh, but anyway, so um, everyone—it seems they know everyone hates Paul Blart. Then, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's—it's it's not funny. So I wouldn't really class it as a comedy. But there's not real action. Oh. So I wouldn't even class it as an action film. It's just a cheaply, poorly made bad movie in which people that are better actors have been convinced somehow to do it. There's um, they don't Kim Coates. Salma Hayek into it, do they? Kim Coates is in it. Oh, uh, from Community, in it. No, no. Kim, Kim Coates, Coates is the guy who plays the um, the mad Kim? sex. That's a girl's name. No, he plays Tig in um, Sons of Anarchy, and Tig's like this. Don't watch it. All oh, right, so Tig's like a sex mad pervert who's like got weird. Like every so often they'll go somewhere and he'll be like, mm, "I'm into this," and they're like, "You're fucking crazy. You're weird. What are you doing?" And um, he ends up falling in love with Walter Goggins. You know who that is, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, plays a trans. Yeah. He plays a transsexual in uh, Sons of Anarchy, and he ends up falling in love. And there's this really sweet exchange, and Kim Coates sells this completely. He goes, he goes, I don't. I, I don't care I've already told you I'm, I'm attracted to you I'm in love with you let's just be in love why does this have to be anything other than that and it's really sweet it's so well acted it's so it just a very intimate well shot little, and he can act so well and then he does this and all he's doing is going I'm an American yeah I'm the president of Venezuela yeah that's kind of funny let's talk about government over Frank no 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 Kevin James has fallen over great fuck it I've got to deal with that do I how I'm many just, times does Kevin James fall over a billion oh there's there's a thing where he has flashbacks to what an assassin would do because he's listened to so many of this guy's stories and apparently just listening to someone is how you oh, learn right. to do the do the things that you meant to do. So they do the whole thing. Yeah, this is so a real he, way. He, and like, he in his head, he has like a little like, oh, look, I've got the gun away. I've beaten the guy up. Great, but it's not real. None of it's real. And that's why it feels so bland, stateless. It doesn't feel like he's ever in danger. Rob Riggle turns up. He's oh. like a CIA handler. Rob who, Riggle. Like, <laughs> yeah, Rob Riggle. He turns up as like a CIA handler. Yeah. Who's watching the whole thing? And even he just doesn't seem interested. Of course not. He's Rob Riggle. But He's never interested in anything. So yeah, He's so the poor man's Patrick Warburton. He is. Um, but it's just it's just shit. It's an Adam Sandler. Because it was produced by Adam Sandler. I'm sure it was somehow directed by Adam Sandler. It was just all shit. Yeah, it's one of Adam Sandler's past films that he just yeah. doesn't want to do. It's just it's so bad. And I, I can't I can't recommend anyone watch it. Oh, I well. just <laughs> don't know how anyone could possibly want to watch it. I don't... There's no conceivable way this is entertainment for someone. Idiots. Me talking about it is more entertaining than watching the fucking movie. Idiots love those films. Yeah, but it's not just idiots. There are smart people... There's a lot of idiots out there. There's so many. They voted Trump into power. (laughs) We voted for Brexit. Yeah. Fuck. All right, anyway, so, uh, yeah, Adam Sandler's just shit. It's just awful. Don't watch it. What the fuck is the point? Yeah, I've just told you the plot. Oh, yeah, by the way, he doesn't die in the end. He kills everyone except for the guy, Andy Garcia, who gets captured, and, and they, they frisk him for information, even though he was a freedom fighter. And then Juan becomes... Juan? Juan becomes president of uh, of the city, Brazil, I think it is. He becomes president, and he leads the, everyone to victory, 
and everybody feels great and everybody's doing better because he actually believes his people and he cares about them. Um, the woman doesn't end up with Kevin James, thankfully, because that'd be fucking depressing for her. She ends up with one. Oh, that's nice. For and her. it's quite nice because he's a handsome, good he's a good-looking guy. He's fit. He looks after himself. You're saying that Kevin James can't have a good-looking lady. Not unless he's willing to lose weight and become a human being. No, it's okay. You can find. I'm not saying I'm not saying overweight people aren't humans. What I'm saying is that until you get some sort of shred of dignity and respect for yourself, and you develop an idea that maybe, just maybe, you need to function in reality without falling over and 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 fucking. Just if you can just if you can find a doctor willing to remove the Adam Sandler-sized tumour from your body and then rejoin society, steadily learning how to be a fucking human, then there's a chance. Do you know a fun fact about Kevin James? Go on, go for it. He was classmate with the wrestler Mick Foley. They both were in amateur wrestling together and Kevin James was really fucking good at it. Like, yeah. genuinely really good wrestler. Yeah. But he fucked his knee up and he didn't get to do the tryouts for the whole like pro wrestling thing yeah. and the training that Mick Foley went on. They just sort of parted ways there. And nice. he went into doing comedy and Mick Foley became a bastard who would blow things up and Wait. get blood everywhere. And he was very he went violent. To, what did Kevin James go on to do? Comedy. Oh, good. There we go. Com- comedy. Yeah. Comedy yeah. Is, is to tragedy. Yeah, he was in like Everybody Loves Raymond once. Mick Foley? No, Mick Foley was in uh, Boy Meets World once, and so was Vader. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Your review. Okay, uh, I got a review. Free to play mobile fan game called DC Legends. All right. It's one of them. You ever played that Star Wars RPG game that's on mobile phones? No. This oh, sort of, with the card one. No, it's like a oh. proper RPG. It's just basically a combat. That's all it is. Just combat. Okay. Um. So you have a little bit of story, and then you do a bit of combat, mm-hmm. and it's a free to play downloadable one. It's got like five million fucking things to collect in it. Because they all do. Yeah. Um, this one, though, I've played quite a lot of it, and I'm finding... Okay, so you know how they always have the energy system? So you do a round, and it costs a certain amount of energy, and then when you run out of energy, you have to wait for it to recharge or whatever, right? I'm finding it really hard to actually run out of energy, because every time you level up, and I'm like level 27 or 28 on this game now, yeah. um, it refills. And sometimes you get that energy just given to you. So it's like... It's actually kind of fair. Like, it doesn't actually seem to run out. The only way I've ever ran out of energy is when I've used these speed... Because there's millions of things to collect. Mm-hmm. I've used these speed force tokens to just, like, instantly get items from the levels I've already cleared. Is it very Flash-based? No, no, it's a full-blown 3D... It's, like, actually no, quite no, a good-looking no, game. No, no, Flash the character. You no. just said speed force. No, because Flash is in there. But there's a million items. Um, it's got one of the overly complicated leveling structures, like... You, your account has a level, and you can never level a character above your account's level... So if your account, your profile is level 27, the max your character can get to is 27. Yeah. So that's basically putting a hard ceiling on to make sure you don't rush ahead of everything too okay. quickly. Yeah. But you can replay levels. There's tougher versions of the levels to play. You can use that speed force thing to just mine XP as quick as possible. So if you can't be asked to play, you can just go to any level you've freestyled and just smash the feed speed force button. Mm. And um, to unlock characters, there's tons of characters in it. To unlock them, you have to get character tokens and they can take anywhere from like 10 to 60 to unlock. And then you need more of those tokens to go up ranks. And when you get to the fifth rank, you get a legendary character. So... There's a shit ton of things that waste loads of time. The thing is, though, that I'm quite liking is the actual combat system is quite nicely designed. Yeah. There's a rock, paper, scissors element to it. Okay. So you got I okay. There is proper names for these, but I've taken them to call them uh, mystic, mm-hmm. meta, and fisty cuffs because that's what I'm reading uh, as. So magic, brute force, and science. And science. Yeah. So like Batman's a fisty cuffs guy. Really? Um, Spider. Yeah, because he's all about like just 
martial arts punch and kicking. No, he doesn't be, have superpowers. He doesn't have superpowers. The Met Science ones are all like the ones like Green Lantern, Flash. You know, ones Wouldn't who they have be mystic. It though? means special abilities, but mystic is more like Zatanna and Doctor Fate and stuff like that. Constantine. Maybe he's not in it, but he might be one day. Is but, it is it a WB thing? Yeah, Warner Brothers thing, isn't it? Yeah, they've got characters from Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman. Oh, great! Yeah, my favorite films. But they they mentioned early on that there's like a multiverse thing going on. Yeah, um, I've unlocked like the I've unlocked the Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad and the Joker. Yeah, Joker I've barely used. He looks stupid. Mm. Um, he does look terrible. But Harley Quinn, like for a mobile phone game with like basic like early Xbox 360 level graphics, it's quite a good likeness of Margot Robbie. I like the way that. Um, early Xbox 360 graphics in the palm of your hand aren't impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's retro, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm finding, like, as far as mobile phone games, at first I was like, oh my god, how many currencies are there in this? And it's given me this essence stuff. And like, this essence is pointless because I've got thousands of it. And then I realised in the shop, you can spend that essence to get the stuff that levels up your items, which makes your characters more powerful. Mm. So you can just sit there and mash that. And every time you unlock a new character, you'll have tons of these items to do it with. Yeah. Um, it throws out the proper currency, the non-bullshit currency, quite often. Like, practically every level rewards you with some of it. Yeah. Um, like, I've been saving up to buy the thing that basically... Because you know said about character tokens. For 8,000 of the non-bullshit currency, you can get 100 of those tokens of one character. Okay. So you can basically... And it'll be a limited character that you can't normally unlock. So, like, last week it was Will Smith Deadshot. This week it's, like, a legendary version of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! So... You can buy that if you've earned up those 8,000 coins, which I think would probably take you like a few, like a week or so of proper play, um, and mash it. And they've they've purposely kept Superman out the way early on. They've said, oh, he's got some other stuff to attend to, but every time you finish chapters on Normal and Heroic, you unlock like the tokens to get Superman. Oh. So eventually you'll unlock Superman at a point where it's, you know, the game's high level. Um, but yeah, I'm quite liking it. I'm finding... The rock, Do you paper, have scissors, mo- Batman. Yeah, he's in there, yeah, with armor. Oh. Armored Batman. But um, I haven't locked him yet. Is he quite high up? I'm I think he's like one of the ones who's going to be a reward thing. Yeah, he's going to be like. Yeah. Batman. He's going to be Superman equipment, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm. But they've. um, Like, the rock, paper, scissors mechanic works quite well. There's like. It, there is some stuff like the enemy AI is dumb as shit. Like, they never gang up on one person. They never pick out the one who's really weak. So it's like a crapshoot who's going to die next. Mm hmm. Um, and it does like around sort of chapter four or five of the game. Yeah. The difficulty ramps up to a point where you are going to have to grind to do it. But then again, if you ever played a Dragon Quest game, you know all about like grinding yeah. levels for ages. Um, but at first impressions, I was like, this is going to be one of those ones where it's trying to milk you for money constantly. And it does chuck up an ad sometimes when you start it up that you can just skip. Um, but it's not like it never makes me feel like I need to to get any further. I think our stream stopped working. Has it? Well, is, what? No, it's working fine. See? No, oh, cool. Yeah, you're full. I was just checking. Yeah. Your stream's not working. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to have done. Yeah, it never feels like it's forcing you to do it. It's not like Candy Crush Saga when it goes, you want to do the next level, you've got to wait either three days or share this with your friends or pay some money now. It doesn't do that bullshit. Okay, that's good. Um, There is a bug I found where, you know how you put your phone in standby mode or whatever and you go back to your menu and the game's idle in the background? Yeah. If you come back to it a couple of hours later, it won't work. Like, it'll just basically, you press something it won't react. So they obviously never soak tested it while it was in standby. Um, To exit, you actually have to, you know, bring down the home swipe at the top to bring up that little menu thing at the side. Yeah. 
you have to press the back button, it'll give you an option to quit. There's no option to quit that appears in the menus or anything. So it's really, like, if you do that, it'll be fine. But if you don't do that, the game will basically not work until you restart the phone. Um, so that's a bit of a bug they should probably fix. Definitely. They need to soak test. Like I've come across that quite often recently, games that don't seem to have done soak tests. Like WB2K17, if you go into the, um, you know, the suspend thing, yeah. there's a chance it'll corrupt your save files when you come back. That's only if you do it in the, you know, when you turn the power off on the console and it's suspended for an extended amount of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they need to do that. Because that was the thing we used to do at EA. You'd like, sometimes you'd get the game build and you just basically put it on before you go home and then come back the next morning. See how it's and, doing. Yeah, leave it in a menu, leave it on the middle of a battle online game or something like that. And just all these different things, leave it in a pause screen to see if it'll crash mm. while you're away. Because that's how you find a good way of finding um, memory leaks, which is usually a, you know, a way of crashing a game when it's not caching the memory properly and gets slower and slower and dies. Yeah. Um, something Arkham Knight was doing um, on PC. But as far as free-to-play games, I'm all right with it so far. It's not brilliant, but I, there should be something else other than just that combat. Mm. And there is two modes they haven't unlocked yet. Um, there's a PvP thing where you can play up against other people's teams. Yeah. Um, the good thing on that is it brings you up 10 lists of 10 opponents... And then doesn't refresh it until you've beaten them. So you can just bring up that list and then level up a bit and then wipe the floor with them. Cool. Um, but if you get high up that, you get rewards. You get battle tokens from that, which you can use to buy more character tokens. So okay. It's constantly giving you stuff you can use other, other places. So it's, it's keeping you enticed. Yeah. Yeah. But I was worried at first it was going to be one of those ones where it's like, here's the bullshit currency and here's the real currency. But at least the bullshit currency can be used for something. Mm. You end up with billions of it. Um, but yeah, it's all right so far. Quite cool. liking it. You, yeah, you get a, you get a good team going on it. Loads of characters. That's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that seems really cool. Could be worse. It's better than Angry Birds Epic, which was all right, but that game definitely hit a point where it was like, nah, you're going to need to chart, grind for years. Yeah, yeah give us yeah. your money. Yeah, that game was unfair. Anyway, <clears throat> you review a thing, you toss pot. My third review this week is going to be a film that I have a particular fondness for. I am... Um, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that I didn't didn't expect to be as suspenseful uh, as it was, but it turned out to be uh, not only well acted, but also very tense, very very tense, mm. very emotional. I liked it a lot. Um, <coughs> I'm of course talking about the uh, 2016 this year, the year of our Lord, 2016 film, The Monster. Now, to give you an idea of what the monster's about, a young woman who has a young daughter. Well, you say monster. Yep. Not Charlie from... No, 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 not no. Monster. The Monster. Ah, The Monster. Okay, so, um, Sh- uh, Zoe Kazan. You know Zoe Kazan? Zoe. Zoe Kazan? Anyway, uh, it's a, it's about a young... Well, a 30-something lady, 30-something late 20s lady who has a young daughter, about 11 or 12, um, and she is struggling with alcoholism. Oh. Not the daughter, the mum. She's decided that the daughter's better off living with her living with her dad... So she's going to drive her a few hours away to go and live with her dad. No more living with, with her mum. Through flashbacks, we see they've had quite a fractured relationship. And I don't want this to sound cliched because it's going to sound like cliched dialogue because a lot of dialogue when it comes to these sort of things is repetitive. Hmm. It's all, fuck you, I hate you. You know, this isn't working. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, but that's that's not the case. The two actresses they have in the leads are fucking phenomenal. The young girl just sells it all to you, and Zoe. You don't in, remember her name. 
No, I can't. But Zoe in the in the it's disrespectful to a craft. <laughs> but Zoe, the 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 mum, mm. she is at times incredibly harsh, incredibly um, unforgiving. But also, there's a certain warmth to her in the right moments, and I think that's played really fucking well. Yeah. So all all through this, so the beginning, of the film starts out. They're on this this. Don't spoil um, the whole film. I'm not going to. They're on a journey through the woods. There's a large. The large, like, sort of um, Minnesota, some woods. Yeah, woods. Minnesota's Maine. got woods. Maine. Yeah. Um, there's large, Middle large America. sections, of, large section of woods that they have to drive through to get to where they're going, and they have to hit a large animal. Okay, like a large wolf-like animal. Ah. Right. So the car's fucked. The axe was gone. One of the tires is punctured. It's all just fucked. They can't really go anywhere. So they call a they call the AA. AA are going to send someone out. They're going to send an ambulance as well. Oh, the does the monster represent the alcoholism? Shush. No. Um, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> so I didn't really I didn't think of the subtext because I was really enjoying yeah. the film. I didn't really want to think about the subtext. <laughs> anyway, so um, they hit this wolf and the mum gets out and she goes and she has a look and she's hurt her wrist so she's like oh yeah that's but um, she goes over and has a look at the wolf and she sees that there's something jutting out of it. And it's like a large, long tooth. Yeah. She's like, "We this wolf wasn't just injured by the car. This was being chased by something. And this <sighs> fucking wolf is massive. Ooh. So it might be supernatural in, in nature. Not really commented on. But anyway, so this, this massive thing is in the road. She's like, well, something else was hunting this. So they go back to the car and they sit in the car and they wait for the tow truck to arrive and the ambulance and everyone else so they can get themselves sorted and go. As they're talking and they're hashing stuff out and it goes back to a flashback of the mum and her boyfriend looking around the house desperately for alcohol or car keys so they can go and buy more alcohol. And the little girl is, she's hidden herself in like a makeshift tent, like a like a little blanket fort as kids do, trying to hide away from these two, these two incredibly angry alcoholics just trying to get their fix. Um, and the boyfriend comes in and, and for a moment you see just between the slits of this blanket for they don't have it open you know like films they usually have it open to, yeah. to how's the scene with this it's closed you see the little girl's face it's panicked it cuts to and it's just a man's leg you can barely see it through the slit and then the leg he drops down immediately to his hands and knees which look quite painful and you just see his eye in his face and he immediately rips it open and it's it's that sort of that sort of kinetic energy sort of an immediate reactionary yeah as opposed to the framing device. Like, you find this a lot in the 80s, a lot of Spielberg as art films rather than just an enjoyable movie. He always did the whole blanket open to frame the scene. Or if you've got something like The Sixth Sense, you remember the scene in The Sixth Sense where he's sitting in his little blanket fort and you can yeah. see it. And it's a, it's a wide shot of this, this what's meant to be a tiny blanket fort, but it looks like a fucking house. And there's a little girl in there talking to him and it's played by Misha Barton, I believe, um, in a very early role. And, and, you know, stuff like that. It's all filmed to look like a set and that's bad. Whereas this is very claustrophobic, it's very little, and it's it's just stuff like that. The car doesn't seem any bigger than a car. It yeah. never seems like this massive expanse, and the road is just a road. It never seems bigger than a road, and then woods either side of it. It's all well shot and framed in a way that makes it so that you can understand the environment. There's no magical mysticism to it, despite there being a creature in the woods that obviously was chasing the wolf. And eventually, they do find that there's a big, massive beastie out there tracking them down. And yes, it could be, you know. Could of be course, a it's a metaphor for alcoholism. But um, there's, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to ruin the ending. But I will say that there is, um, towards the end, there's, there's a shot. They do a fragmented shot, mm. which usually irritates me. So you know, displaced time where you see a fact after you hear someone saying something. Um, there is a moment, and this isn't, this isn't spoiling anything because it's not, it's not key to the film. 
in, in much of a sense that you're going to explain no the entire ending no. of the film um, there is a moment where one of the characters understands that they're not going to make it now you've mm. got to understand the ambulance has arrived tow trucks have arrived you've got the mum and you've got the daughter so there's multiple characters that play in the scene but there is a scene in which you're shown a segment of time out of time so one character is begging the other one not to do what they're about to do but as they're doing it they're saying I'm going to die whether I get out of here or I stay here or if I fucking make it to an ambulance or another ambulance, I'm going to die. Sweet. And you can see, the way that you can see that is just before she says those words, just before they say that they're going to die, regardless of what happens, you, you see a scene in which they are outside a crashed vehicle and the first thing that happens is they grab their side, wretch, and they cough up blood. Sexy. So for anyone, anyone that's ever seen a film or anyone who has any knowledge of what happens when you cough up blood, it usually means that you've got a ruptured lung. Or it means that there's some internal damage. Hmm. Not a massive... Or that like, guy, was it Paddy, what's his name, from the f- f- cage fighting at the weekend? No, what? He was being interviewed after he won his cage fight match and he just vomits blood all over the floor. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's stuff like that. They're not holding your hand, hmm. they're giving you the information and then they're adding emotion. So it's really good. Really, and I'm not going to... I don't fucking get... Although I am a little bit broken right now, and, and this is not a joke, I am emotionally a fucking wreck right now because of my horrible breakup. But I don't often get emotional at films. I don't. I don't get that sense. Like every. Oh, so that's often, why you were crying a load the other day, yeah. really loud. Yeah. Like, I was actually. I was thinking of you on your way to work, but the tears streaming yeah. down. Bloody tears. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, so don't go anymore. Bloody Tears is a great tune from Castlevania. It's a great song. Anyway, uh, but I, I got emotional. I got a little bit choked up. I didn't cry, but like I could feel like I could feel something Just welling up. Out. I could feel something welling up, and um, and it's it's not something that usually sets me off. I don't I don't get emotional at stuff like this, but it just it was just that that quiet. Will when little, you get older, I know. But it was that quiet little moment. It was just everything mm. well shot. Information came flowing, and I understood exactly what was happening. But it's still just the icing on the cake was just the the begging and the and the the raw, just oh. And there's still there's it it never stops making you feel like, you know, there is. There isn't like uh, it. It's a, not a claustrophobic movie. That's what I'm saying. It's not claustrophobic. It doesn't doesn't need to be, but it frames everything well. And the whole time that you're watching it, there's always this sense of pounding off foreboding, and it's it's if it's not this, pounding then, off. Yeah, pounding off foreboding. <laughs> yeah, if it's not this, there will be another end. There's yeah. something else hiding out there. Oh. It's all bad. Nothing's good. But what we can do is we can fight this. As long as we've got you know everyone, we can fight this. And then that slowly strips away. Just becomes just oh, that's excellent. I highly recommend it. If anyone gets a chance, I believe it's playing in London. Um, London at the um, Prince Charles soon. Yeah, really recommend it. They're doing Batman this week. Are they? Yeah, seventy it. mil presentation of Tim Burton's Batman. Nice. That's got to be really good. Yeah, that's how I saw uh, Blazing Saddles. I'll see it. I'll have the money. I saw the thirty-five mil Blazing Saddles. It was really yeah. good. Um, anyway, but um. I give this. I give this. Uh, I give this to Tom Atkins. It's fucking incredible. I can't. I, I. I. don't know how. I don't know how films like this are being made and people aren't hearing about them. Mm. Well, because they're not superhero movies. No one watches anything unless. It, I mean, they've released a Harry Potter film this yeah, week, and good, no one gives a shit. Apparently, it's not very good. Of course, it isn't. Why people don't give a shit? Then no one gives a shit about it because it's not a superhero film. Maybe. Doctor Strange, though. People weren't watching that. Didn't they? Yeah, but Doctor Strange is actually a good film. Yeah, it's all right. So you're done. I am done. I am Fucking done. I give it to Tom Atkins. I recommend anything. anyone who likes horror, who likes drama, who likes anything that's emotional 
and gives you a sense of of just oh, there's some storytelling and it's fantastic. I'd recommend going to that, especially oh performances side. It's fucking incredible. All right, emo. Shut up, you quit. What? <laughs> she used a slur. I did. Now do it again. Whilst I butt fuck a man. Hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd have sex with a guy. I've already said this. Zach Efron. If he's out there listening, he'd be up for it. I'd kiss him gently. Yeah. Then harder. Yeah. Then harder. He'd like that. I'd rim him a little bit. Yeah, he'd like it. He'd love it. Anyway, so, my last review. Yep. My last review. Yep. I watched Ark on Netflix. Oh, that movie? Yeah, the one with Robbie Amell, the poor man Stephen Amell. Um, and it's also got Rachel Taylor, who's like uh, Trish Walker in Jessica Jones, and was that Australian girl who's in the first Transformers film and then never in any of the others because she's smarter than the other cast members. Megan Fox? No, no. You know the Australian blonde girl in the first one who's like the hacker? Oh, yeah. And she's hanging out with uh, Tom What's-His-Face from Buffy. Ant- Anthony... What's now? I can't remember. Anyway. Anthony Kiedis? Ark yeah. is a film which is... Okay, so you got home invasion movies. That's a genre. People love them. You reviewed one a few weeks ago, didn't you? Yes. Um, Which was like, you know, the opposite way around where you were following the characters who are invading. This one, like, starts off Robin Mel waking up Someone busts in his room, knocks him out, and then stuff happens. And then suddenly he wakes up again in bed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, something's restarting. He's like, hang on, this is a bit of deja vu. And then he gets killed. Yeah. And then he wakes up in bed again. Okay. So he's doing a bit of a groundhog day. Okay. So what you'd probably expect now is that, oh, well, we've got a guy, there's a home invasion. He's reliving the day over and over again. He's got a weird thing in his basement. There's like a mechanical device that's spinning around. Okay. And it's some sort of thing. And he says it's a perpetual motion engine. Okay. Which, okay, I'm not going to get into the physics of how impossible that is. I, don't, I mean, it's not completely impossible. You can't have a thing spinning, charging a battery, that's also charging that, but also creating excess energy to power his house. Yeah, you can. The fact it's creating excess energy is why it's impossible. Back to... You can't get more power out of something than you put in. Back to Iron Man. Arc reactors aren't real. Anyway, so... You're thinking now, probably, at this first point, that the way the story's going to go is every time he's going to learn a little something more to get through this situation until he succeeds, right? That's how these Groundhog Day type things work. Like, There's a whole ton of these films. But what actually starts happening is there's rules put in place about who can remember the previous cycle. So basically, if someone dies... When the time when the clocks hit nine twenty five, yeah, everything restarts back to six eleven, and whoever died remembers the previous cycle. So now you get this complicated can you remember scenario. Multiple cycles. No, you can only remember the last whatever was the last one you're in, but everyone keeps dying from here on out. So basically, this whole film becomes a situation where, at first, you're like, "Oh, he's got an advantage," and now his girlfriend has an advantage, but she's got a secret that he's recently discovered, and it's pretty inconvenient that now he knows. She remembers the previous cycle, and for her, it's pretty inconvenient that he knows what's going on. Okay, it messes all sorts of stuff. There's a reason these people are in the house. It's not just there to destroy their town. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of trust in this relationship. Yeah, well, she only just turned up suddenly for the first time in a year the night before. Oh, um, <laughs> thing to mention: his weird thing in the basement. Yeah, it's it's set in a post-apocalyptic world. There's oh. been a war going on all over the world. Okay. And everywhere outside is the air's toxic, so you've got like um, not gas masks but air masks to filter out debris and stuff that's in the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and it's constantly talking about how there's a group called Taurus who he used to work for, but he ran away from because they're kind of an evil army. 
and it turns out that Rachel Taylor's character is part of a, a resistance group and they're basically Taurus want his device which isn't just a perpetual motion engine but an ability to reverse time because then they'd be able to fight any war and constantly reverse time edge of tomorrow, tomorrow style yeah. to get it right until it's right and take over the entire world and obviously the resistance want this as well where it starts getting really complicated is when the people who are invading the house who have their own motivations and maybe one of them's got different motivations to the other members of the group, it gets really complicated, start remembering what's happening. So now every single cycle is completely different. You're not just seeing the same scene shot over and over again and again, which is what a lot of these films end up relying on. You know, it's a quick way of making sure you can cover lots of ground by using the same shots you used earlier. Yeah. Um, so everything's completely different. By the time the main villain in the film has figured out, has been killed once, and he's figured out what's going on, then it really starts messing up. Okay. But then it gets more and more complex, and it's like, it's a really nice extrapolation of a simple idea. Slowly getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, gradually expanding, and it's got its own rules, and it never violates the rules, which is a good thing for a time travel movie. Yeah, because they would fuck it up. Yeah. The main characters kind of don't seem to entirely figure out that they need to die to reset the time. Yeah. Um, everyone else figures that out, I think. Um, How many f- people are involved? How many people are there in the plot? There's six people in the building. Okay. Okay. So and I was then you like see like someone on TV and stuff. Yeah. And one of the characters goes, yeah, I think I've seen this before. Yeah. It's like them getting a bit of deja vu. So if you were to remember the last cycle and the last cycle you remember if you died. Yeah, you remember every cycle you've gone through as long as you died in each one. Okay, so you do continue to remember the yeah, cycle. But there's no sequence where one of the characters is like, I'm going to have to kill myself to get it through to, to make sure I can remember this previous thing. Okay. But it's that that could have been something that was worked into the film at some point. So you never get an idea that they've maybe worked out fully that they need to die. Okay. Um, but it was one person touching the device, short-circuiting, that caused this time loop to happen. It starts off at the point where the guy touched it. It closed when the bad guys have called in an EMP to wipe it out. Okay. And it creates a time loop. But it's quite interesting little film because it's like a home invasion film. It's a time travel film. It's got a really solid set of rules that never violates. Do they ever explain if there are multiple universes being caused by this event? It gets way more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of, like you said, we picked up Cube earlier. Yeah. You know I saying? It reminds me of Cube, a low budget, really well executed science fiction, high concept sci-fi that like does really good things with a very small cast. Do you know who directed it? Um, I can't remember his name, but you know he worked in Orphan Black, Tim Timothy something. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, was not, apparently he got hired for Orphan Black based on the script for this, but they never got around to making it, and he got the rights back, and Netflix said, oh, we'll make it. Um, Robbie Amell, bit too pretty face to believe him as this um, high-tech engineer who's a genius of some kind. He's not depicted as being, like, crazy super genius. He's just depicted as someone who's, you know, figured out this one thing really well. Um... But yeah, it, it ends up being a really solid, good science fiction film, I thought. It's all set inside the one house. There's like one brief scene outside the house for a little bit where then you suddenly get this further expansion of the universe. And it does a really good job of um, building an outside world without ever showing it, apart from you see a little bit on TV, but the camera never focuses on the TV. It's like in the background. And there's a character they refer to as the Pope who's speaking the truth. Hey. But it's a woman talking about some liberation oh, army. They're not talking about the Pope. No, not the not the Pope we know. Not the real Pope. They call him the Pope. But, the um, Catholic Pope. But it's all stuff that's like, like there'll be a character doing a thing and the TV will be in the background somewhere and you just about hear what's going oh, on okay. in it. 
Um, but I was surprised, surprised by how decent it was. Mm. I was honestly expecting like a film where it was literally he keeps looping it and trying to improve it, like Run Lola Run, but yeah, like over and over again, like Looper. Yeah, but Looper's fucking amazing. That film's great. great film. I love my favorite scene in Looper is when they're like when they're trying to explain time travel. He's like, no, don't think about it too much. It'll only get bad. Only bad things happen if you think about the time travel rules too much. Like that's like just ignore it. Direct to the audience. This one never does it. It lets you figure out the time travel rules, and to you, they're really solid. Yeah. Because all you know is there's a thing. It's got a start point. It's got an end point. He figures it out because you can see the cycles on the computer. Mm. The thing's logging them in a met. It's got this like core, and yeah. it's logging it all and refreshing their memories. All right. Um, and it's got a real solid set of rules that never deviates. There's a bit of mystery coming up, and it's like. It's really well made for this like little tiny low budget. Is it gory? Scene. It's got quite a bit of violence in it. It's got quite a bit of bloody bits. There's um, there's a really nasty bloody killing one bit. Mm. You'd enjoy it. Um, I hope so. But yeah, I, I thought it was pretty freaking solid. Hmm. I might give it a go. Yeah, give it a watch. It's only an hour and a half long. Never outstays its welcome. That's nice. Yeah, that's I a like good thing. Films do that. Yeah, I like films that are ninety minutes long and don't waste my frigging time. Anyway, your last review, you flaccid penis. Yeah. If only. Um, my last review this week is going to be Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Now, if anyone's not familiar with the Call of Duty series, I did speak about it just a little bit earlier. Call of Duty. Call of Duty! Ha ha! The jokes come thick and fast at Chris Apocalypse. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, uh, Call of Duty uh, uh, Infinity Warfare, Infinite Warfare or whatever. Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. Yeah. It's just, it's just crap. It's not just crap. There's some good stuff to it. The zombies mode is always fun. That's still in there. It's still fun. The main game has some celebrity cameos, but it's only a five and a half hours long. That's Someone said nice. Lewis Hamilton's in it. He is. He's like... Why? Darn. Is that like the whole... Because they do those adverts with all the random celebrities and this is their way of making it... No, Conor McGregor's in it as well. The UFC fighter? Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Jon Snow's the main bad guy? Yeah. That guy who was the corner shop guy from Sword of the Dead. In that one scene. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't say, isn't friggin' Martian Manhunter from Supergirl in it as well? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I remember he seeing... The, he he's, plays like the Admiral. Yeah, because I remember he's playing a character who's like practically the same as what he plays in Killzone Shadowfall, yeah. which is the same as what he plays in Supergirl. Yeah, basically. Like, angry guy with secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not... Um, the more he plays faster, yeah. especially when you contrast it to uh, Modern Warfare... Yeah. It's all uh, it's all boosting and sliding and uh, it's Titanfall without the Titans again. Jumping is it? up, double jumps, and mm. it's all very quick and it's quick scoping. People can press that button; they really focus straight in on you and fire a fire a shot. Yeah, uh, it's crap. It's the auto aim, isn't it? It's I like... don't like it a lot. Yeah, it's really sad that I had to buy this to get Modern Warfare. Yeah, I just want to buy Modern Warfare. I'll wait yeah. until that comes out. I'll buy it and play it again. Might play it on PC even. But um, what can I say that's positive about this? Um, it's got good graphics, pretty decent. Yeah, the graphics are all right, right, unless you play multiplayer. Yeah, they always tone it down because they always um, bump down. They've always done that in all the calls. But um, the actual main, the main story, um, it's five and a half hours long. It could be an hour and a half shorter <laughs> if they got rid of the flying. Because there's bits where you fly and you're like walking around the deck and shit like is that. Is it actually like free flying or is it on rails? Yeah, it's on rails. Uh. There's like a flying segment where you get to shoot stuff. Yeah, yeah it's not. I want a good space combat game. Like, do you remember no Col- Man's Sky. Do you remember Colony Wars? No Man's it was Sky. It freaking awesome. Aren't, isn't um, 
Star Trek Insurrection. That's not Star Trek What's... Insurrection. Star Trek Invasion or whatever it was. That was a really good space fight. What's game. the space game that everybody's looking forward to? So Star Citizen. Yeah. Or whatever it was. The one that's got millions of dollars and they still can't bloody Finish put it. anything in it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's looking forward to that. Yeah, but Jump Infinite Warfare, Warfare, that's like jumpy, jumpy, shooty, shooty. I played good. the beta of Black Ops 3 and didn't like it much. I like Black Ops 3. Yeah. But I like Black Ops 3 because the story was just super campy. This is really po-faced and angry. Yeah, it's Infinity Wars one, isn't it? Well... Yeah, Infinity Ward made Faux Infinity Ward, yeah. what's left over of them. The real Infinity Ward make Titanfall now. That's such and a good game. Planet Titanfall 2 is excellent. I know. And this is... Why did you buy Infinity Ward? Because I wanted Modern Warfare. <laughs> I wanted to play yeah. an old game. Um, I've got plenty of old games. There's a big pile in there. <laughs> so you didn't uh, like it. Is that your whole review? <laughs> I, d- ah, I really like the zombies mode. Yay. They put a lot of effort into that. There's bosses now. Because that's, that's what people buy the games yeah. for. There's bosses now, and there's there's a nice little mechanic that instead of having to wait for the round to end to revive, yeah. you can play arcade games. You go to like the space arc- you go to an arcade in the sky, and you like play like the basketball game, and you have to fire the water <laughs> pistol at the zombies, and you can play the arcade games to earn tickets so that you can get a revive token and come back. Oh, nice. This is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, David Hasselhoff's in it. Yeah, David Hasselhoff's a DJ. Yeah. Um. Which he's known for doing. Yeah. Is he? Graphics are really good on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cartoony and like yeah, silly really fun, it? silly. Yeah. Um and the voices, the celebrity voices. Oh. Yeah. But they're like they do like silly things, like the jock is um the uh have you seen Neighbours, Bad Neighbours? The oh, Zach the... Efron and Seth Rogan film. No, I've not seen it, but I know the film. Oh right. They're his best friend in that. He's the yeah, guy yeah. from the league and, and from the oh, yeah, yeah, projects yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. yeah. He plays the Not jock. the one who's a racist. One of them turned out to be... What did one of them turn out to be a racist or a paedophile? From the league? Yeah. No, he turned. He was lying about being in the 9-11. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that was a dumb thing to do. That was a super dumb thing to do. I mean, you wouldn't elect a president who lies about watching 9-11 happen, would you? Yeah, he I did mean, that. I mean, I didn't. No. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's it's not great. It's weird because they got three year cycles now, haven't they? They got three different teams making these because there's yeah. Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, and someone else making these games. Yeah, and um, so they got more time to make them. I think I'm going to stop buying them after this year. Yeah, stick with Titanfall. Unless next year they <laughs> release a game that is just zombies. Yeah, then I'll buy it. But if it's not, then I don't know why I would. Why didn't I buy Battlefield One? I guess well, actually, Battlefield One, the multiplayer on Xbox One, is atrociously broken. Is it? Really bad service. Lag, yeah. Laggy as fuck. Disconnects. I couldn't get into it because I don't like how Star Wars Battlefront felt and this felt like Star Wars Battlefront to me. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt to me as well. Yeah. But I think I'm just used to Overwatch now and moving really fast. Time for way. Eh? Should have brought that. Probably fucking should have. Yeah. I'll get that eventually. Everyone's raving about it. It's alright though, because I've got two other games that I'm going to review for next time. Ooh. I've got Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which looks fucking incredible. Nice. And Skyrim. Special Skyrim. Skyrim. Yay. I've made my own character, Matthew Cleese is back. I'm a bit annoyed, because I remember them saying, oh, if you've got the PC version, you'll get the special the edition. Yeah, it turns out you have to have bought all the DLC. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And yeah. then the last day, like an hour before, it was like, yeah, oh, I figured it out. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Uh, but, uh... Huh. It's kind of a downer way to go out, isn't yeah, it? Thanks, well done. It's all right. You could have ended with the monster and talked about how good that was at the end. I'm not. I've not been. Well, I'm not drunk. That's the problem. I'm not. Quite That's on good. Point when I'm not. 
Well I'm done. usually funnier when I'm drunk. No, you're funnier when you're not drunk, Matt. I think that's true. Yeah. That's not what the ladies I meet when I'm out. <laughs> I'm so broken. Why won't she come back to me? She's a vegan, man. I had sex with her last night. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> do you want me to leave that in the podcast? Do you want me to yeah, yeah, you leave can. that in there, yeah? She doesn't listen to it. And I'll do the bass boost and she all that, so it comes it. out just doesn't extra matter. louder. She doesn't listen to it. Okay. So you're dumb. Look, I love our listeners. I really do. And you guys are helping me through this. I know you're not really supporting me or paying attention to my horrible, horrible pains, but I really like you guys. Really, really like you guys. And, you know, sometimes I invite people around my house for sex. And if you guys want to come over for sex, I'll let you come over for sex. Well, there you go. There's an offer for Cardinal Smith there. Is he gay? No, he's married. But, you know... How how strong's the marriage? That's It's fairly recent. Oh, really? Yeah. Bring her too. And he's Irish as well, so they mean, they hey! mean, they mean it when they get married. Meet the ball. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, wait, no, that's Italian. Yeah, that's Italian. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you for listening or watching if you're on the live stream. There you go. All the cool people watching. I danced a little bit earlier. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen that if you listened to it. It was all for whoever is is listening to this yeah. most intently right now. That's the extras you get for subscribing to us at Beam. Critapocalypse is the channel on Beam. Subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Send is, us money. Who is Fenra? What? Who's Fenra? I don't know. They might be taking me over my offer. Yeah, you can bring your hamster. Yeah, bring your I've hamster. I've got a hedgehog. Yeah. If Matt's you like a big hedgehogs, fan of Richard Gear. Bring your hamster. If you like hedgehogs, I have a pet hedgehog. He comes to me when I call him. His name is Tom Atkins, after the actor, who I love dearly. What, Tom what score would you give Tom Atkins? Tom Atkins? Ah. He gets his own score. Yeah, he just keeps saying Tom Atkins, and it makes no sense anymore. Like spoon. If you say spoon enough times, spoon. spoon just stops spoon. making sense. Yeah, you just keep saying spoon. Just spoon. 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 Try and say it in a sillier way. So you want some to spoon with Tom Atkins? Spoon someone. Anyway, thank you for watching. Yeah, listening. I love you guys. Say goodbye, Matt. Bye, everyone. Bye.